What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to episode 28 of the Maker Made podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Doggy. What's up? What's up? And let's get right into it. How are you doing today, Dog? I'm good. I am coming to you from Jacksonville, Florida on a little bit of a work trip, but you bet your ass I brought my podcast up, <laughs> brought the headphones, the, the mic. We are all ready, ready to now get, kick this off. is the dedication I like to see in my podcast host, my podcast host co-host wow that was a mouthful that's the dedication i'd like to see doggy that's the bottom line let's get it dude how about you i know you had a stressful day you wanna you wanna I'm go into honestly, it i'm honestly like sweating right now and it is not hot in my house if that tells uh the listeners anything been an extremely stressful day i just got off probably one of the most annoying phone calls i've ever had to take um in regards to uh my recent wholesale ordeals with my templates so that's that i mean other than that i'm doing fantastic doggy thank you for asking we don't necessarily need to dive into that negativity right yeah, away I, I, but... I didn't want to go too much into the negativity just dealing uh it's I, I can't imagine dealing with wholesalers and big big stuff like that and not getting paid up front all that kind of stuff so or not getting paid at all yeah, I definitely would like to get into that later. But honestly, I'm good. Things are going well. I'm very pleased with the way things have been going, having a lot of fun. Uh, shop time has been pretty limited, actually. It's uh, been awfully stormy here um, in terms of just like wind and off and on rain. The monsoon season is definitely in full effect here in Phoenix, which is great. We need it. But it's uh, a little unfortunate when you're working in the line of work that we're in and I typically have to have the garage open anytime I'm in the shop. So that's mm. been a little unfortunate. So shop time's limited. But when I'm in there, it's been a lot of fun. Been working on a lot of fun projects. Keeping the uh, CNC busy out there? Yeah, Keep, that's been a big thing. You can run that with the garage closed, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. no problem. I didn't know if the noise was too loud or, or how that worked. but No, I mean, the CNC really isn't terribly loud. Um, and I definitely would like to invest in a spindle for it. Have you ever seen people do that no not necessarily so so the cnc uh moves a router around right like a normal trim router with the one finity um you can buy spindle kits which is like what the big fancy cncs have yep um and you can get them like water cooled and air cooled Mm -hmm. and all that jazz um and that reduces the noise a ton because the noisiest part of the machine is the router and obviously you know depending on what kind of cuts you're doing um, so that's something, you know, just in terms of noise that's on the horizon, definitely not a big rush of mine right now, but it's something I would like to do. It's yeah. also kind of a headache. You have to do a lot of wiring and electrical work and stuff. Oh, do you need help? I am was- an electrician now. <laughs> you have not noticed. That was uh, my attempted segue into something that I'd like to talk about. And actually, you know what? Let's rewind a bit and uh, kick off with uh, congratulating you on 40K, dude. That's 40K, huge. let's go. Uh, yeah, thank you, man. And you're growing too. You picked up too. Yeah, you're at 28 been, now. <laughs> nice. I'm and at 28. Both, Actually, I just hit 28.1. Both of us. That's like 300 in like two days. Um, I, uh, which I know both of us had stalled out, and that was kind of uh, consistent with us not posting as much. Um, and I, I kind of gotten into that mindset of, like, I just it doesn't make any sense not to post because they're paying me on reels play like reels bonus. Right. So why not? And it has slowly started to uptick again. Um, and pretty stoked. Uh, but yeah, Heck feels yeah. good. Definitely feels good. And you know, like you said about, we, we both stalled out for a while. And I mean, I was at 
what was it 27.3 K for like months. Mm -hmm. I did not go up. I went a little bit down and it was, it was just so annoying. Like I didn't feel like going on Instagram anymore. didn't feel like interacting anymore. didn't want to make content. And then I realized that's kind of stupid because like Dougie said, we're getting paid to do this. So might as well at least try. And then everybody knows that consistency is key. So just posting like several times a week is so clutch. Well, and again, I, I was stalled at like 39.9, like 39.95. So like 50 followers, <laughs> and I would like gain 12 followers a day and lose 11 that same day. So it'd be mm-hmm. like one, it took me like, you know, almost two months to crack that. Uh, but it kind of goes, ties into what Pete said last week about Etsy. Um, and I think we might have differing opinions on this, but having any, like having a post is better. Having an okay post is better than not posting at all. Like, oh, 100%. Like, just like Etsy, having a bad listing is better than no listing, right. um, which ironically enough is why I'm growing right now because my drywall patch, which was su- intended to be a joke, was at <laughs> 200,000 views and like 2,000 likes three days ago. It's at like almost 700,000 views right now and 40-something hundred likes. Wow. And the comments are awesome. We should We should read some comments <laughs> at the end of the episode. <laughs> Um, oh, you, if you have any handy, I'd love to hear. Um, I like to get really witty on replies too. So backstory, Doggy, I think most people who listen to this would know, but Doggy posted a video of him doing a drywall patch and he did a horrible job. I, I don't think it, he's it finished, shy to admit that. It finished up okay, but right. the road to get there was not <laughs> good. It took me like an extra three days of patches. Oh, that's so funny. Um. Let's see. I got um, one handy if you don't have one. Yeah, yet. send it. <laughs> okay. Someone said, bro, horrendous. And I said, you're not my brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You get trolled hard. <laughs> this is my favorite one. And it's <laughs> the comment. <laughs> the comment just said, looks like shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> it did before I sanded it. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. There was actually one that I thought was kind of smart, which was um, I said, okay, if, and this might not be the English might not be their first language. So it's a little broken, but they said, okay, if like that, then easy to be, (laughs) this is rough. (laughs) Basically the comment is about spray foam and like putting spray foam in there to dry, expand and create a backer, saw it off and then uh, plaster over that. And I was like, oh, that's much easier than a paper towel. Um, and uh, <laughs> let's see. That's the worst job I've ever seen. <laughs> Here's uh, another gem that you sent. It says, the comment says, that looks worse than the hole. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's so funny. And then, listen, so Doggy responded to that comment and said, did you see it painted? You know, because it looked good once he was finished up. And then the guy said, when I saw it, <laughs> when I saw it stuffed with kitchen roll, I kind of lost respect and interest. To be fair, you're <laughs> you've one of the pieces of gypsum hanging by one screw, a slight knock, and that's gone. A bodge job at best. And then Doggy said, "Hope I don't knock it slightly. <laughs> a slight knock, it'll be gone. I hope I don't knock it slightly." Uh, and the one guy Miller time looks like shit. And I said, "Watch the next video. No need for profanity." And he said. Just being honest, and honestly, I could care less about your dry roll repair. And I said, 
couldn't care less. If you could care less, it means you care. <laughs> okay. All right. We're done with that. Uh, but that thing was driving a ton of growth. And people don't realize that when you go to someone's page to like just rag on them and make fun of them, you're really just helping them in the algorithm because you're spending right. time on their page. You're posting on their, you're commenting, you're liking, whatever you're doing. Um, you're not doing what you think you're doing. It's also just so funny to me because I'm, you know, I like to think I'm a relatively nice guy and I could not imagine if I was a wood, I couldn't imagine going into like someone's gardening post and it could be something so stupid. Like they're clearly doing something improper. I could never imagine commenting on it and being like, you're a fucking loser. Like yeah. I could never imagine being such an awful human. And I like, I think we, you and I will like mess with each other about that. Uh, cause we're friends and we, and we do like, we're in the same field for the most part. Right. Um, and, uh, but going to a stranger's post and just ripping on them, dude, how, what has this world come to? Honestly, yeah, you, you must be a very sad person. If that's, uh, if this post pops up on your feed and you are inclined so much to comment on it and just be so unbelievably disgusting and rude. And there's been like, those are pretty mild comments. I mean, there's some more severe ones, you know, uh, John from Wix Woodworks, he gets smoked on the comments because for <laughs> like having his son in the videos people just smoke him yeah um, which by the way like the most wholesome content on instagram is probably that you know like that him and his he son calls his kid the pocket son. hole kid yeah. the pocket hole kid phk and they just, they do projects together and there's some people that will be like stop using your son for likes or way to teach your son useless skills and then and you're like this is just like horrible humans and then yeah. you see some comments that are like yo this kid's gonna remember these this memory forever like these are like yeah. core memories and I'm, that's like also not just memories but like teaching the kids skills that young like that is gonna impact him in such a positive way going throughout life forever yeah i always shoot him direct messages um on some of those posts like dude sorry that you have to put up with like horrible humans like this is awesome like my dad and i fix stuff together and those are like great memories. Um, mm -hmm. So anyways, totally. anyways. <laughs> so that ends today's troll uh, <laughs> comment section segment um, of the show. Yeah. Basically just be nice people, but mm. also thanks for driving uh, traffic to our page. We appreciate it. What do they say? It takes 17 muscles to smile, 43 to frown, but only three <laughs> for a proper trigger squeeze. <laughs> I love that. Um, but, but it's, Hey, more, uh, I am happy that uh, you know we're getting back into that growth pattern. Hopefully, it stays back for a while. I know that I most certainly am way more motivated to post on Instagram. Um, I wouldn't say more than ever, but definitely getting back into the. I don't. I mean, I really don't think that like social media is a grind. A lot of people say that. Um, that might just be like coming from a luck standpoint. But, I mean, I do, for the most part, have fun with it. There's definitely days or weeks where I don't really feel like commenting on someone's posts or sharing stories or, like, like for example, Doggy, I can, I'm comfortable sharing this about you because, you know, we're boys. But you tagged me in some stories over the weekend, and I was busy with life. Like, I, I was hanging out with some friends. I was having a good time. I, I think I was with family during one of the days, and the other day, I think I was out golfing with some friends. And, like... I mean, it's really not hard to shut that off, you know? Yeah. And I, I wish that I would have shared your stories, but what I was doing at that present time was more important, you know? I was 
you know, building memories with my friends and family. And there's really, does that make sense? Does what I'm saying make sense? Yes. Yes. And I most certainly don't mean offense by it, not sharing your stories. And I even texted oh, you. Oh, no, I day, actually, like, um, I wrote that down. So next time you tag me in three stories, I'm not going to, rep- I'm not going to reshare <laughs> them. <laughs> you have three stories. So um, yeah. I did want to go uh, to two more comments and one's, a, one's a funny one and one's a, uh, a, a good one. Um, okay. I like it. Let's hear it. And them. which one do you want? The good news or the bad news? Bad news first. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, cut a patch. Uh, cut a new patch. This is dog shit dumb. And I said, <laughs> the great thing about this is that I don't have to do what you say. And he said, LOL, we'll keep working like that and God won't let you into heaven. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I was like, okay. Um, and then Yikes. the other one says, this bad drywall job made me look at your page and see your amazing woodwork. Now I'm following you. Well played. And I was like, mission. I was like, this is why I post everything. Because even if it's bad, people get to your page and then you get more engagement. Sorry. I just, (laughs) no, playing off of that too. I remember Doggy sent me the video, and I think I might have even mentioned this in another episode. But Doggy sent me that video, and I was like, bro, you know that that's horrible, right? (laughs) And he was like, oh, yeah, dude, like it's it's just a troll. Like it'll get better, but it's just a troll. And but at first, I mean, that goes back to mine and Doggy's relationship. Like I was super comfortable being like, dude, that is the worst thing I've ever seen you do. And he acknowledged it. (laughs) Actually, Tyler said you're not getting into heaven because of this trial. (laughs) I was the one who made that comment, actually. Um, Yeah, but but it that makes total sense, you know, and the the biggest thing is that it was a learning experience from you you know it was kind of a joke but you 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 probably thought that was a good idea at first and it just didn't pan out great mm-hmm. but you still adapted and improvised to pull that off and make it something good you yeah. know yeah so that's the big moral of the story yeah okay and and instagram growth yeah <laughs> um but cool moving on officially next segment <laughs> um next segment buffering is what do i talk <laughs> is about? that uh well something exciting um after last week's episode i think doggy and i both did the same thing and we went in and revamped oh, yeah. or at least tried to log into our etsy stores um and i'm excited to say that i got my first order on etsy. oh you did from who yeah oh you did exactly what pete said right yeah, so I did what Pete said, and I did. I had a, a buddy, good buddy, good customer actually, who's bought a lot of templates. Shout out to you, Robert. Um, I'm, I hope you listen to this, and if you do, say hi. But uh, he needed some custom templates made for one of his clients, and I accommodate those requests. And I just went on Etsy, and I made a custom listing, and it literally says custom order listing exclusively for in his name and uh, some information. And then I put in the bio. The where is it? the about section of the listing and said, if you are not Robert Hubbard, do not order. <laughs> and then, uh, so I just sent a link to Robert and he ordered it. And that's my first Etsy order. So I'll be f- fulfilling go. that here in the coming, coming days. Jeez, I can't talk right now. And, um, that'll be my first official Etsy sale. So that's cool. Nice. Yeah. I started to, and then, uh, I haven't published any listings. I took pictures of stuff. I need a better, um, I'm going to get my camera out, not my iPhone, and take some nice pictures uh, and uh, and get them up there. But, yeah, I was pretty excited. And then we have access to um, – what's the, the system for making the pictures all nice? 
Oh, you can use whatever you want, but we threw, like, when I make the graphics for the podcast Instagram and stuff, I use Canva, Canva. which is a very, very good intro to, like, graphic design. I mean, if you go to talk to a graphic designer, they'll make fun of you, but for people like me and Doggy who don't have experience in this and just need something real quick, it works so well, and it's pretty inexpensive. Yeah. It's actually free, but you get a lot of upgraded stuff when mm-hmm. you get like their add-ons, membership. Like add-ons, like buy-ons, and, or mm-hmm. add-on? Add-on. Um, yeah, you get some special features and access to a bigger uh, uh, range of templates and things like that. It's, it's a really cool software. And, Doggy, I need to get you uh, that link for the Canva. Nice. Yeah, so I wanted to kind of get that all going. I need to figure out what I want to do for, like, the, the long the banner. picture the banner picture um and uh that's pretty much it for now though um one thing i'm really bummed that i didn't do last week so uh and i guess we're kind of moving towards the next segment um but i, I wired the 220 in my shop yeah which was super fun and shout out to you for uh, Who, for giving for giving me the confidence to you know, follow my dreams of having to succeed you know. and achieve. Um, but you, and then also, uh, shoot, what was that uh, big account that I f- watched the YouTube video on? Oh, Jonathan Katz Moses. Yeah, yeah, Jay Katz Moses. He um he had a good video on it, and then paired with your help. Um, so I had a bunch of empty spots in my breaker. Uh, got a pipe bender for my cousin. Bought all the the half inch um, conduit, the wire straps outlets and they just sat in my garage for like 10 days <laughs> my cousin's like hey i'm gonna work from your house on tuesday and we're gonna get most of it run probably won't finish and then we'll have the the electrician come and plug it into the box and like 10 days later i'm like okay matthew like <laughs> i need this done i you know don't want to cut with my jigsaw ever again and so i looked it up and i called you and you're like it's easy why are you waiting um so i ran it I ran all of the conduit to the boxes. Like, you no, know, I, I put it up over my rafters, you know, used the, the conduit straps, screwed it down, ran it through the wall, pulled it through the box and plugged it in in a matter of like two and a half hours total between mm-hmm. a day and a half. And he thought like we weren't going to get all of it done between two of us. It is <laughs> so incredibly easy. Um, I would probably say it's easy to do dangerously too. Um, like if you're not being smart, um, so like, obviously I'm not, I'm not recommending every woodworker just starts punching holes in the wall and <laughs> running wires, like talk to an electrician, get the gauge wire you're supposed to get, uh, to carry oh, yeah. the current, um, do not cut corners. Um, but it really is easy. And, um, I made it look nice with the pipe bender. Um, both outlets run up to a central box and then it's only one conduit, uh, from there. Um, so it's pretty neat and like tidy and plugged into the breaker and the, the box turned the power back on and boom, we were live within like, like I said, under three hours total. Um, Heck yeah. So, and that was a huge help though. Seriously. I, I could not have done, I would not have done that without you um, talking <laughs> me through it a little bit. And now I can yeah, I rem- start doing some of I the rem- fun projects. I remember you saying like, oh, I got to wait for my cousin. I was like, dude, I can like walk you through it. And like Doggy said, definitely make sure like you're checking the proper amperage and uh, gauge cable and so on and so forth. I will not advise you on that. But in terms of having you have the stuff in your hands, I can very easily walk you through how to set up the 
the re- the rest of the easy stuff you know i think the hardest part is making sure you have the right materials on hand yeah which is not always easy because what i did is i did an online order pickup from home depot um so sometimes it's like is this the right outlet face is this the right gauge you know what if they just give me the wrong piece um because all of those are you know potential factors um Mm -hmm. but i like home depot app because i bought half inch conduit and i scroll to the bottom and they have you know People also bought half inch wire strap or, you know, half, <laughs> half inch this half inch, you know, boxes for this. So it was super easy. And then, um, yeah, man, I was like so mad at myself for not doing it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I walked over to the joiner. I like plugged it in and I like, I was like, you know, this is either going to be awesome or like, I'm going to hear like a, and then there's going to be like a spark <laughs> out of the box. Your brand new house burns down. <laughs> well, it's a oh, detached no. garage. So just the shop. Um, but hopefully you hope at least, <laughs> um, and then I, uh, Oh, I gotta, I gotta go and make sure my insurance covers the detached garage. I gotta verify that. Um, and that they <laughs> yeah, know it's, it's a conditioned note. space because I have air conditioning now that happened last week too, uh, or two weeks ago. We talked about that with Pete, but I press. And then as I was pressing the green, like, you know, start button on the joiner, I was like, oh, what mm-hmm. if something was so knocked out of alignment that it just starts like screeching and like, you know, scraping on something, but it was just like hummed. It's like, oh, yes, we're ready. Nice. Yeah, that's a good feeling. I definitely remember the first time I plugged something into electrical work that I did for the first time. Oh, the relief. There's not many feelings that can match that. Yeah. Is, uh, so that's dope, dude. I'm happy for you. And that obviously means you'll be in the shop making stuff, and you already have. Yeah. So now it'll just be a little bit easier. Um, next. Oh, what about you? So what's what's happening in the shop for, uh, for you? I'm working on a few fun things, actually. So I have that, uh, I believe I've mentioned the 75 by 75 L-shaped desk. Yep. <clears throat> so How- that's... Um, Oh, sorry. How how wide is it? Like, how deep is the desk itself? It's 29 inches deep. Okay. So, got it. Yep. Depth of desk, 29 minutes, 75 L75. Got it. Yep. Yeah. So, I am at a standstill right now. I'm going to be taking it over to my buddy Philip Glassmeyer's shop, mm-hmm. Apple Blossom Woodworks, oh, yeah. to use his big daddy dual head drum sander. Um, I had one board that kind of popped out of alignment. Uh, just, it was a glue up in a hundred degrees and everything dried so super fast. And I am a one man shop and it's a huge glue up. So it's kind of tough to adjust, but, uh, no biggie drum sander will, uh, knock it out in a couple passes. And then I'm actually going to also use his huge sliding table. table Oh saw. yeah. So it's basically just like a ginormous, uh, cross cut sled. I'm going to be using that to do the miters to join it together. And then I just got to do the dominoes, join it up and then sand it up to 180, throw some Rubio pure on it and then get it delivered. Ooh. He's already got a, a base for it. He's doing one of those stand up desk things, you know, oh, that goes yeah. up and down like uh, Pete has. Yeah, exactly. And I, I asked the dude, I was like, is there like a weight limit on this thing? Cause it's one of those automatic ones. Oh, and I was yeah. like, this desk is going to be very heavy. Yeah, they usually have a um, a listed weight on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we I did some online wood calculator to see how much it was going to weigh when it's all said and done, and it ended up being just fine. It was actually pretty close, but he was comfortable with it, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to make sure in this uh, quote that I sent out to you that I make you sign a contract that says I am not responsible if it does not fit. <laughs> yeah. 
but uh so that's fun i got that going on that should be buttoned up by the end of this week um hopefully get it delivered by the weekend and then that big charcuterie board order is going down um i need the rest of my walnut to get delivered here hopefully in the next day or two to bust that out i think it's 46 boards or 36 boards i have to double check um but that's what i've been working on and then i got another i got a barn door to work on those are always fun Nice. that's pretty much it i have electrical in my shop don't have ac <laughs> get some actually you work with the garage open so that doesn't even yeah wouldn't help wouldn't help unfortunately and then it's just been dealing with template orders whether it's on my website or um these wholesale orders that i've been fulfilling which is so cool you know like that's been my goal for a couple years now and to finally see it happen is uh really exciting but as we mentioned earlier, this one customer. So just this one client is uh, really irking me the wrong way. Um, there's uh, been some invoicing issues, apparently. Um, the date that I was supposed to be paid has passed and I have not been paid, which is extremely stressful because it was a stretch for me to fulfill this order. I had to upfront pay for all of the acrylic, all of the, I have to do all the cutting obviously and shipping and packaging and all of the labor involved in all of those tasks um, was all fronted. And the client has already listed and sold a ton of the templates that I provided them, almost all of them in less than they listed them on Friday and today is Tuesday. So that is less than a week. And they, I talked to them today and they said, Hey man, like, you know, we're good for it. And I was like, yeah, but we, I mean, we had a contract is the big thing. So I am going to really need to look into my options as far as that goes, because it's, it sucks, man. It's a very tough spot to be in, but we're going to get through it one way or another. The other clients have been great. Um, I've been paid by one of the other four locations so far, you know, as, as needed, so that's cool. Good. Um, so not all negative coming out of that. And then this company that they had the biggest order with me, naturally, um, they were like, hey, if it makes you feel any better, like we are going to place a second order. And I was like, well, what if I don't want to take your second order now at this point? Yeah, and that's the hard part. And we, uh, again, we're not going to name names uh, on clients, but this is like a huge deal to be in like an awesome deal for you, you know, if things happen on time, you know, as they're supposed to. Um, so like if you were to continue business with them, it would be super lucrative for you. Totally. Um, but it's like, at what point is it not worth it? Um, or, or in something that we talked about months ago is, um, like when I had the issues with people not picking up tables and we talked about in jobber, when you invoice them, putting in a, Hey, 15% late fee. And like they totally. sign that contract, they're legally obligated to pay 15% if it's not done in 30 days from, you know, receiving mm-hmm. the product. Um, right. So and that goes into yeah. my uh, rookie status in the space. You know, I never in a million, million years would have expected. So the, the terms uh, that I was told uh, that they abide to is net 30 payment. So that means 30 days after they receive the product is when they'll pay or within 30 days of receiving the product. So just, I mean, to me, like, I I don't know what their whole situation is. I'm not going to act like I know what it's like running a company of their size or running the accounting department. 
but I feel like I would not wait until the very last day just in case like something happens, whether they mail a check or, uh, you know, pay by credit card or whatever it is. I just think it's not a good practice to wait until the very last minute, but that's, well, yeah, I mean, but I also see it as like big companies like that. They're, they're not going to probably prepay for anything. They're going to wait as long as it takes because they're selling all of those in those 30 days. Like a lot of them, right. you know, 70% of what you provided them, they had resold with, before they're even paying you. Uh, right. So they've covered the expense. <laughs> and um, then some. Yeah, and then some, no doubt. Um, yeah. And, but going back to what you said about the uh, the contract thing, so I did not include any kind of late fee um, or anything, which, you know, lesson learned. You better believe it'll be on every single invoice I send out going forward uh, for accepting payment for these wholesale template orders. And with Jobber, it's very easy to just attach a form to go along with the quote that you send out. So that'll be a new one that gets added to my uh, wholesale. Nice. Uh, contract arsenal, obviously, because so I don't have to deal with this. Because, like I said, it's just very stressful. Puts a, I mean, it's a, a financial strain on, on you too. Not in, mm-hmm. not like you're not going to eat, but you went out of pocket exactly. a lot to do this, and it's uncomfortable to be in that situation. Um, and I don't know if because you, I don't know if I would say it's it's being a rookie. I was I would say that being contacted by such a large company to provide templates was a huge deal and it was like i will jump at this opportunity to make this happen it wasn't like uh oh i don't know anything because you've done late fees and stuff like that before it's not like you didn't Mm -hmm. know that it was just such a great opportunity that it was something to dive at before right maybe adding that in i don't know i wouldn't take that away from yourself as being a rookie i would say that was an awesome opportunity (laughs) to make happen at all costs Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean that—that that was my attitude towards it, and I never would have expected that this would occur. But it is happening. We're dealing with it. It's a fluid situation, um, and that's that's kind of that. You know, mm-hmm. it's just what's going on. But it, it, and you said it good. You know, like it's not like I'm not going to eat tomorrow. And that's what I said to him on the phone. He was like, "Man, like if there's a great contact I have with him, by the way, nothing but friendly, extremely informative. Um, he's new in the e-commerce space." Mm-hmm which is cool because him and I learned a lot along the way of, you know, the, the processes of purchasing from a company, you know, providing a purchase order or whatever. Um, so that part's been cool. And he was, he was literally like, Hey man, like if this puts you in a spot, a tough spot, like, let me know. Like if you got a bill you need to pay, let me know. Like I'll, I'll help you out as much as I can, which is like, I could, I never in a million years would have imagined anyone, uh, saying something like that. So that was very, um, very uh what's the word like heartwarming kind of it was very nice and i told him i was like hey man like i do appreciate that but it's not like i'm not gonna eat tomorrow so um like kind of thanks but no thanks but if you can go grease the the wheels on uh old jimmy joe jimmy joe bob and the accounting department i would really appreciate that that would be a lot more uh effective yeah that that is just a frustrating situation it sucks that you have to deal with it um but in like in the same light when it's like, you know, if, hey, does this put you in a tight spot? I'll like, then I'll go grease the wheels. It's like, I don't care about what you have to do. Like, you owe me this money. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah, matter if you put me in a tight <sighs> spot or not. It is legally owed to me. You have resold these items at a higher mm. cost. Right. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. 
that's what that's what's making my blood boil and I'm I'm getting fired up all over again. It's just it's and you had all of this time to tell me, you know, like if you needed to change something or if you weren't going to be able to pay. And it's not that they can't pay. It just seems that it's just not like a priority, you know. Which just Adam just doesn't make sense to me. It I would like to move on just for the sake of my own sanity. Okay. Let's move on. Um, but so, so what are you doing in uh, Florida? We didn't talk about that. I am doing an analysis of some of the, um, the manpower requirements at some of our aviation squadrons down here. Um, so this is for work yes. for the Navy, for the Navy, who, yeah, who, yeah, Navy. Um, and we, uh, we're basically interviewing a bunch of junior enlisted sailors and, talking about or asking questions about what they do outside of what they're um, supposed to do for like, if I told you to go make like a cutting board and your job is to like cut the cutting board, glue the cutting board, sand it and finish it. Like, mm-hmm. great. How long does that take hour and a half? Um, but then I sit down with you. I'm like, well, how long does it take you to take out your tools and start your like dust collector? Oh, it takes an extra 10 minutes a day. All right. That's an extra hour a week, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, well, then you have to clean your clamps if you don't use glue or if you don't use like tape. And it's like getting at the additional requirements we put on people um, at work and trying to quantify that in a, in a more accurate way. Um, so that's what I'm doing. It's kind of nerdy, um, but I get to talk to people and it's better than sitting at my house. So, mm-hmm. And this is like your real job now. This is kind of like the first taste you've been able to experience yep. of the, the real gig that you finally are doing when you, and the reason you moved to Tennessee, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is the job. I, uh, I'm in a different department. We have seven codes, uh, 10 through 70, uh, or si- 10 through 70. And I'm in code 70, but I'm working for code 30. So I'm working in a different department. Um, I don't normally do aviation squadrons, but I saw the opportunity and I wanted to go do something. So um, it was like a, a little email blast. Hey, we need help. Uh, who wants to volunteer? I was like, cool, I'll go. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm here. And it's cool because uh, my brother was here for eight years and a lot of the um, like places here to eat, uh, locations are familiar. Um, I like Jacksonville, so uh, it's a cool spot. So yeah, but this is like, technically yeah. what I'll be doing um, for all different types of commands. So it's been good. Um, it's fun, and yeah, that's it. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's not an exciting job, but it is fun to get out and go do things. Uh, yeah, and I mean, well, it's and from the way I understand it, is that you like, I mean kind of weren't really doing anything before this point right yeah i mean i, was, we were, I don't want to discount you no but. i mean we were uh my command is kind of new uh part of my command is new and they hired a bunch of new people on the old fiscal year budget uh, but the because at the end of the year if you don't use your budget it gets reduced by whatever you mm. didn't use so they hired a bunch of people at the end of the last fiscal <laughs> year in october or september october of last year and like the work hasn't gotten here yet. So we're like <laughs> the only command in the entire Navy that is like severely overstaffed. Um, Interesting. Which the work is coming and it's going to get busy and it's probably going to suck. But right now we're s- still waiting. Um, and since it is new, we're kind of figuring out how we operate. Like we're kind of making, 
you know, the, the, um, like the path that, you know, hopefully they'll follow for the next decade um, or more. So yeah, it's a lot, but you know, like I said, it's good to do something. For sure. You got anything uh, exciting coming up in terms of projects or I know you're probably going to be building some stuff for yourself. Yeah. So um, I get back on Saturday. So three days, two days after this episode airs um, and my parents are going to be in town for like three days. Uh, They're coming in town from Cleveland and they're going Cleveland to Atlanta, Atlanta to Memphis. I'm flying Jacksonville to Atlanta. Atlanta to Memphis and we're on the same plane from Atlanta to Memphis. So uh, we're getting in, uh, picking, yeah, you know, not picking them up from the airport. We're walking out of the airplane, picking up bags and going home. Uh, they're going to help with some yard work. Uh, my mom is a yard work fanatic. Um, says she hates it, but is picking weeds like 23 hours out of the day. Um, and they leave on Tuesday morning. And then I think like, I want to start, I got to do the bed frame for the queen bed. Um, mm. and that's the semi exact frame, uh, that I want that I wanted to do. And so I got to pick up some wood for that. Finally get moving on that floating fireplace cabinet. Um, and then, uh, shop projects will be getting the dust collector up for Rockler. Um, and then starting to edit that video as well as YouTube getting video, right? Yes, sir. YouTube video and two Instagram reels. Um, nice. And then, getting lumber racks up and I don't really know kind of after that, it's kind of whatever. Um, hmm. You've been, uh, you got some like shop work done. I know you use my templates uh, to make some boards for your craft fairs and stuff. So you've definitely been, uh, been in it. Yeah. That, um, those were really cool. I really liked the, uh, those were all new shapes that I used in, uh, that video I actually posted today and yeah, I had that walnut coffee table when I was flattening it with my router, the router mm. bit dropped into it and carved like a circle. That's why there's like the black circle in there that I filled with epoxy. So I just never liked it and never sold. It was small. I think I marketed it as a coffee table, but again, just too small for that. And yeah. I threw, I grabbed a bunch of your templates cause I have like 500 of them on my wall <laughs> And I basically just like played um, like Tetris with them to see if I could get four or five on there. Um, and I got four on there. I carved them with a jigsaw. Once I got 220, I trimmed them up on the bandsaw and then I resawed them because they're two inches thick. And so I resawed them and I got eight one inch thick boards out of the s- small bench. And that's awesome sanded them or drum sanded them flush trimmed them and i just gotta you know finish sanding round round the edges and oil them so that'll be the last few items i get ready for craft fairs because uh, those are eight cutting boards and that'll be plenty and you already have some that you made previously yep. and your flags too yeah so i think i'll be set um, it is nice to know that i have 220 so things that <clears throat> need the table saw or the uh, joiner planner. Um, I don't have to wait on. I don't have to wait till Charlie has it. Like, you know, Charlie's home from work so I can use his. Don't have to go mm-hmm. to my cousins. Like I have everything I need. So in the case that September 8th or 10th, whatever that craft fair is, I sell out somehow. Um, I could spend really late nights 
all week until the 18th, you know, the following week to like prep inventory if I had to. Um, right. Again, not ideal, but I have the ability to do that because I have power and I have the tools. Yeah. Thank um, God. This is the one time I don't want to sell out at a craft fair. <laughs> That's not true, though. You'd, you'd be more than happy to bust out some more product. If I sold out on September 10th, and so it's the 10th and 11th, and then the 18th, so it's like the, the following Sunday or Saturday. If I sold out that first week, I just wouldn't go to the next week um, because that would have been there a lot. That would have been a lot of profit in that, so I'd be content. Um, but <laughs> what, what are you going to buy? What are you going to spend the money on? Oh. Materials for the new house projects? Uh, probably, probably put ninety percent towards the plumber so he can fix more stuff whenever they break. <laughs> um, I don't. No, dude, I don't think I have anything to buy. If if I did make a miraculous like five or six thousand dollars, I would contemplate selling my jointer and planer, and then buying the um, jointer planer combo from Hammer. But I think you would hate that. I don't think I could ever put that in my shop. Let me tell you this too. I just recently saw uh, Bow from Bow Lloyd Design Craft. He was going to do the same exact thing. He sold his jointer and planer, and he was going to get a joint machine i don't know what brand exactly he was thinking about but and then he goes you know what i don't think that's a good idea i do need a full-size planer and joiner and that's what he went out and did and he bought a full-size planer and joiner because aren't you limited like if you even if you get like a 12 inch joiner isn't the planer 12 inches or less even yeah i mean if i don't know what your planer is mine is a 15 inch planer but my max width is like 14 and three eighths um i think mine is a little over 15 yeah so like you... if whatever the dis whatever the planner says it's usually like five eighths less um but like that's like the category that it goes into like 13 15 uh 17 20 mm-hmm. so um the hammer a331 is it's metric but it's 16 inches for the jointer and planer so that would be oh, wow. wider than my planer and wider than my jointer. Um, what does that cost? A lot, like four grand. Um, mm. But look at it. To me, you could buy a really high quality, like German engineered machine for 4500 Let's just like round up. Or you could buy a planer like mine for 2200 and a jointer for 1700 Be mm-hmm. slightly cheaper lower on the budget but have two footprints in the shop and have a lower quality taiwanese built machine that's not dog <laughs> yeah. they just they, it's a cheaper quality tool um totally so yeah and i don't need the space anymore like i have a very large shop now so mm-hmm. i don't know if it's necessary like maybe i get laguna and get a little higher quality there um mm-hmm. i just don't know but my tools work, yeah. and I don't need to upgrade them. So if I sold out, I would probably, I don't know, maybe I'd buy a car. <laughs> so what, Ford Bronco. You sell your Ford? No, but I would heavily consider selling the car and truck for a Bronco. I used to hate the new Bronco, <laughs> and I've been starting to like them a lot. So I'd get a two-door Bronco and then buy a trailer that I could pick up wood in. Yeah, I've, I've been leaning towards that as well. I really do want a pickup truck, um, but I also lo- 
have no problem just getting an SUV and pulling a trailer. The Bron- I will agree that there is some new mods out for the Broncos that are freaking slick. Because yeah. I hated them at first as well. I was pretty angry when they first came out that they disparaged the Bronco name so bad. But I will admit, they're growing on me. Because they're like they're like Jeep Wranglers, but I think they're cooler than the Wrangler. Yeah. Yeah. I Well, I don't think I would ever sell my F-150. It's a 96, 320,000 miles, and it looks cool. Like, It's not like I'm going to get a bunch of money for it, so might just keep it. Um, but yeah. in like, I don't have a car payment right now, so in reality, I'm probably just going to ride both of these cars till they're toast. And then, mm-hmm. you know, in three, four, six years, you know, upgrade, um, sell both of them and upgrade. So no car payments. Nice. And that was like 600 bucks a month for two or three years. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, having that gone has been awesome because I basically spend five hundred dollars on the shop every month now <laughs> instead of <laughs> instead of the car. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, I think that's probably about all we got for today. Yeah, man. I feel like I talked a lot today. I love you. Got, you talk. I can't see you right now. Your recording stopped. So I'm kind of bummed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Sorry. I can't about see that, your smiling dude. face. Ugh, I, you know, I, my smile has gone away because I know what's, uh, oh, you're going to get the money. Stress, you're going to get the money. And I, I would, I would like, the hard part is if you like give them too much of an ultimatum, they might not want to work with you. Right. But if you- well, so so I don't know if I already said this, but the the fella I talk with, great guy, we've been mm-hmm. over that already. I know that, mm-hmm. but they did say that he's like, hey, if it makes you feel any better, we will place another order with you. Yeah, which is very cool because I, based off the results they're already having on the products that they've sold of mine. Which is a lot of templates. I won't say specifically how many, but just know that it's what'd you say, seventy percent of the templates I provided them they've sold? They've sold eighty percent. Eighty percent. They only have twenty percent left. So that's crazy. Um I think I think that's really good. I and I joked oh, with him. I joked with him that because he told me they were going live on Friday and I said, Sick, I can't wait to get your call for your new purchase order for triple the size on monday because i knew that they would sell them so well Mm -hmm. and they've only done one email mailer to advertise them they haven't posted them on their ginormous instagram page um or you know had any other creators post about it or anything like that so i know that they are going to have really really good success and their next order will probably be triple which Mm -hmm. is going to be ludicrous you know like I, I will have no problem fulfilling it it's the matter of you know kind of what you said like i don't want to lose that opportunity but there is a balance between if it's worth it mm-hmm. worth the str- but 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 back it up so i will obviously on that next invoice of triple what they originally got have a clause in there like hey if you try to pay on the 31st day there's going to be a 15 percent late fee assessed to it Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe I'll do like 5% for the first month uh, or, you know, I don't know. I got to like look in the first the... like day. Yeah. I got to look make it like a laws. teacher in school. Like if you're a day late, it's like 10%. Two well, days, It just 15. makes me so angry because you have a whole month to send that payment. A whole month. 
It could have been 20 days, 21 days, 22 days, 23, all the way up to 30. You had 30 days. But the in um, taking out of the, the, you know, the equation, the pain of getting paid with them, uh, the fact that they're so excited to order more because they like the quality. And this brand has an incredible name in the woodworking community, like absolutely top of the line in terms of their tools and their, their precision tools. Mm-hmm. And they're buying your templates to put on their website because they trust your quality. Like right. that's something to be said where it's like, oh, I guess I'll just suck it up and <laughs> keep doing this. Yeah. and But going back to if they do triple their order, that's going to be triple the amount I have to front, you know, straight yeah. out of my pocket. Just completely yanked until minimum 30 days apparently and could go on for longer. But I don't know, man. I a lot to said, think about. I'll eat. I'll eat tomorrow. Thankfully, I'll eat for the next coming days. Um, lights won't get shut off on me or anything like that. But it's just frustrating, a little stressful. Um, a day that I've been waiting for for thirty days finally came, and to be kind of blindsided like that really, really sucked. But we'll get through it. Learning experience, and that's about all we got to say about that. And I think that's we probably, all I got to say about that. We should probably wrap this puppy up. That was a fast uh, three minutes and 38 seconds. <laughs> yeah, this uh, we're at about an hour. So cool. Doggy, always a pleasure chatting with you. Uh, thanks so much to everyone who listens to us. Um, if you wanted to, you absolutely don't have to. But if you want to check out our Patreon page and uh, become a patron, we'd be so thankful for it. Um, that really helps us with you know what we're doing here. Just make sure we keep uh, the fees a little low. And for those of you, someone has pointed out about the advertisements we have on our podcast. So this month we tried out something new with uh, an monetization tool that our podcast host provides us. And we don't make a lot of money on it, to be honest with you. Like I said, we're only hoping to make money to pay for our expenses, which is the podcast studio, the podcast host, um, Mm -hmm. the tools we need to fulfill and, and make and record the podcast. And, you know, we're not trying to get rich off this. That's definitely not the goal. We love providing this to the community. A lot of people have gained value from it. A lot of people enjoy listening to it. And that's that's what we go off of. You know, that feeds the beast for the most part. Just to close out real quick, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please reach out to the Instagram uh, page at Maker Made Podcast. Shoot us your questions. It really helps drive our show, gives us more stuff to talk about, and it makes it more interesting for you because we're talking about your question or your statements. So uh, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Um, But with that, you want to peace. Peace. Love y'all. I was waiting for your cue, but I just had to take it.